Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we have something special down here at Birdland this evening. A recording for Blue Note Records. When you applaud for the different passages, your hands go right over the records there. So when they play them over and over throughout the country, you may be someplace and uh, say, well, that's my hand on one of those records that I dug down at Birdland. We're bringing back to the band set at this time, ladies and gentlemen, the great Art Blakey and his wonderful group featuring the new trumpet sensation, Clifford Brown. Horace Silver on piano, Lou Donaldson on alto. Curly Russell is on bass. And let's get together and bring Art Blakey to the bandstand with a great big round of applause. How about a big hand now? For Art Blakey! Thank y'all! Jazz Club, and now we're going to be talking about Birdland. Welcome to a special show today on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio with the Indie Cafe and myself and Spencer Drake. This is Holly Steffi, and um, that was really a cool intro for my guest today, who is Leo T. Sullivan, who uh, just recently finished a book called Birdland, The Jazz Corner of the World, an illustrated tribute 1949 to 1965. So uh, I am going to bring my guest in and also my co-host from New York, Spencer Drake. And uh, I just wanted to wish everyone a belated happy Valentine's Day because we didn't do a show 
that weekend. Um, we had a little bit of a, a rainstorms here in this area, and uh, we had to decline a few shows. But we are going to go live now, and let me bring in Leo, and let me bring in Spencer, and we are going to talk about Birdland. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Hey, hey, Holly. Holly. Hey. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> intro, Leo. I love that. That's class. That's on actually on the album, A Night at Birdland, with the Art Blakey uh, Quartet at February twenty first, nineteen fifty four, and and the, wow. uh, the the magical host was the uh, the one and only Pee Wee Marquette, three foot nine uh, gentleman from um, Montgomery, Alabama. He has that drawl. It's just wonderful. Wow. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and he, he worked there for the whole fifteen years of its. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, and also after that, he worked 25 years as the doorman down at the Hawaii Kai, uh, right next to the uh, Winter Garden Theater in Times oh, Square. Oh wow! For 25 years. Wow! He was the doorman there. Yeah, so he was quite Incredible. a. He was on David Letterman one time, and he was he's quite a character, a real character. Wow! Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Well, you know what, Spencer? I thought what we could do is let Leo introduce himself and talk a little mm-hmm. bit about his l- latest book. And then what right. he's working on, and some of his accomplishments as the fact that he was a saxophonist, flutist, composer, and webmaster, playing wow. on so many CDs with so many various artists. You told me the Manhattan Transfer, Johnny Mathis, yeah. Rosemary Clooney, The Temptations, mm. oh, so many different wow. people. Even the Osmond Brothers. That's that's pretty. Really, that's uh, pretty uh, cool. And, and, and you forgot Charo. <laughs> yeah, and, and Charo, yeah, you and, do, yeah, wait, yeah. Tony, and Tony Tennille, and Don Rickles, and Bob Newhart. Unbelievable. <laughs> I think I got them all. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a few left out, but. Uh... So, Leo, oh, go, go ahead, for it. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, you, you both more or less said my whole show. thing. Well, yeah, oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, I did that. I also uh, developed over 65 jazz websites. I learned how to vote. Five six years ago, I How I cool. delved into something new since uh, work is slow in the music business these days. So mm-hmm. I started working on WordPress and I taught myself how to build websites and do coding and uh, and I devoted most of my time to nonprofit educational jazz websites uh, at www.jazzwebsites.org and wow. uh, and I mm-hmm. uh, bought all and I, I couldn't believe it when I got into it that people uh, you know I bought prime names prime domain names because people just didn't they just threw everything to the wayside so I said this is ridiculous so I ended up uh, developing all these websites and I've been in touch with a lot of the children of the great jazz uh, icons and it's been a pleasure it really has been so wow. uh, Leo why don't you Leo why don't you tell us about your early life and what got you into jazz. Well, yeah. my brother's a musician, and I, I started in high school, and I I didn't know what to take. And the guy said, "Hey, why don't you play saxophone?" And I said, "Sure." And then my teacher was this crazy Hungarian jazz saxophonist. I mean, he was wild, and he taught me how to get inside myself and uh, find my voice and uh, my inner spirituality playing the saxophone. And uh, and after that, uh, I just knew what I was going to be when I left high school. It was like you hear that voice. And I don't know, maybe so they, in those days we listened a lot more to our inner self, you know, today with all the iPods and the phones and kids today are, you know, they don't have that ability, but I always listened to myself and I ended up when I finished high school, I knew I was going to be a musician. I just walked right out the door and got in a professional band playing, you know, Tower of Power, uh, Average White Band and all these great bands. You You're know, kidding. So, uh, and it How just, and it just kept progressing. That? 
Yeah, it was crazy. It really was, and it was. A, it's been a great ride, and I have no regrets. And uh, and that, yeah, so and then uh, then I started. My brother wrote a couple albums. Uh, we produced them and uh, put out a couple of big band albums. And I did a lot of big band work, of course, being a saxophonist really? too, and, uh, and traveled the world for ten years after that uh, on the cruise ships, uh, working with a lot of these artists, and I uh, saw the world, mm-hmm. and, and I got paid for it. <laughs> Set list 
Was it like kind of like where he just kind of thought that's what he wanted to do? The music. Oh yeah, it's time? all set. It's all set and everything. Yeah, but he has it all mm-hmm. all set up. We know where it follows through a systematic thing for him. That's the way he loves to do it. So everybody was different. Yeah, because yeah, because he has such an emotional. I get such an emotional feeling from him when he when I see. You know, he's, videos of him or anything. He's as good singing. as he ever yeah. was, and he's yeah, he's as good as he ever was. He hones his art, and he's a real true professional. So it's great to see mm-hmm. you work with a dynamite guy like that. So, what about the Manhattan transfer? What was that like? Oh, that was fun. I was uh, I got to play four nights with him, two nights at a, a theater in, in Hamilton, oh, and then at the famous uh, Massey Hall in Toronto, where they had the famous uh, the greatest jazz concert in the world with Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, and Bud Powell and uh, all the boys, but yeah, he uh, that we worked two nights there too, and it, it was wonderful. And I got to, they were just a great bunch of people. Very, and at the last night, the, I got to know him all because I used to take the after hour clubs, right, to get in my at his Russian car, Alada, and I used to bring him up the street to his after hour club. <laughs> so I got to know the saxophone player with him. And he said the last night I was there, he said Sullivan, get up here, and he put the pin and he put the little uh, portable mic on my sax. Says you're taking the solo. Oh, that's and, funny. And that was, and, and, yeah, they're just a great bunch of people. Yeah. Sad that they passed away when I was there. Yeah. yeah. What about the Temptations? What was that like? Temptations are great. Boy, they just packed the theater. Everybody just loves them. They just uh, like that. They rock the house. They really do. Everybody, and they're not the original. I think there's one guy that was the last guy, and I think he's gone now. But mm-hmm. uh, they they just rock. Everybody knows their hits. They have so many hit songs. It's, it was it was great. It was, but uh, Rosemary Clooney was great. But she was on a cruise ship. We were coming. I did a world cruise, went all the way around the world from LA, really? wow. all the, all the way around to Fort Lauderdale, and uh, and oh, she really? got, on, got on Portugal. Wow. Yeah, she got on Portugal, and she was going across the Atlantic Ocean. And I tell you, that was a rough trip. But forty uh, foot waves. But she uh, she did a free show, and she wanted me and the trumpet player. He used to work with Buddy Rich, and he we both played mm-hmm. for her. And she was kind of heavy that she had to sit down. But boy, she she just put on a great show, and then it was all free. She did it for nothing. Wow. Amazing. Just to be there. And I know yeah. Spencer and I both want to know about Don Rickles. We both want to know. Oh, he's a character. I got a, I got a story about Don Rickles. Yeah, I love We're doing, I, yeah, I we got want to hear he it. A, oh, he did a Friday and Saturday show at the Roy Thompson Hall here in Toronto, which is a big concert hall for the symphonic stuff and everything. They got Oscar mm-hmm. Peterson piano and everything. But anyways, he... Uh, yeah, uh, he came. He came on Friday night, and I get a call Saturday. Night. A guy calls. He says, "Hey, Leo, could you come Saturday night and do the show with Don Rickles?" I said, "Damn right." He said, "He wouldn't be offended if Don Rickles insults you." I said, "Kid, I'd be ins- I'd be insulted if he doesn't insult me, you know." So <laughs> they laugh. He said, "You got the right attitude." So we go there, and then I found out why. Why am I being called in? Wasn't there somebody that did the Friday night? He said, "Yeah, there was." All the band is mostly male, and he had a female saxophonist. And what he did, he always introduces everybody in the band. You have to say your name, and which is really nice. They had a female singer with mm-hmm. them. But all of a sudden, he, uh, he he introduces the orchestra, and she's there. And then he goes, oh, before she gives her name, he says, oh, I see, it's union regulations. You have to have a hooker in every orchestra. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. She got up. She called him every name in the book, pulled all her horns up, and walked right off the stage, right? <laughs> really? The way you're gonna call me? Oh, oh yeah, she she called him some real choice words and she walked right off. <laughs> and he just, and he just continues the show. He just plows through it, you know. He, yeah, right. he always goes like he has, he has a microphone. He says, "So nice to be here." And he pulls a little note out, Toronto, and he just drops the mic to the floor. Bang! You know, <laughs> that's Don Rickles. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Oh, oh that wow. is funny, Spencer. Uh, oh oh my yeah. gosh. 
That's funny, yeah, that's really amazing. True story, true story. Um, well, you know, so the the book that Birdland, the Jazz Corner of the World, an illustrated, tri- an illustrated trivia. Um, that's where okay. is that available? Where is that available? That's available at Shepherd Books or, uh, yeah, you can buy it on Amazon. Anywhere in the world on Amazon. Mm-hmm. At Choice Bookstores in New York, they have it too. Because a lot of bookstores now, I found out there's no uh, they call brick and mortar anymore half the time. So most of the stores that do have bookstores, I mean, most cities that have bookstores, they usually they, they order it. They have some kind of a line where they hook it up to their site, their website for the store, and, and they sell all the books that are available. I, I think that's the way it works now. Oh, yeah, listen. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Holly, I wanted to bring up something I, sh- I know you'd agree with. Uh, Leo, I like the fact you have a little section in there of bios of musicians that play there. I thought that was very interesting in a story. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was very cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, a lot of people don't yeah. know. Like, this this book, the reason, you know, there's a lot of books out that it, all it is is words with a few pictures. I I grew up, like, I like to look at pictures, right? Because the old yeah. saying, a picture, picture has a thousand words, right? It's hard to describe things if you can't look at them, you know? And uh, and so I figured that this book to me I wanted to be for for not only the jazz enthusiast and lover and musicians but also for the lay person, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and, a and visual that way, thing. Yeah, yeah it could be, you could be in a dental office and, and read it and say, I don't know who Miles Davis or even Eric Goldfi or Paul Desmond. And when you read it, you say, oh, good, maybe you know I'd like to follow up on it. And uh, yeah, so just trying to make it for everybody too. I think that's the way. It, as a matter of fact, I just got a. I had an interview in January with the American Historical Association. Oh, great. And, uh, oh, that's fantastic. And, and, and because of the book and the history behind it, and they, they love mm-hmm. history. So uh, they they read an article that's in their magazine. She sent me a copy of the magazine with the beautiful article wow. she, she wrote of, of Birdland. And, How uh, great. History. That's well, it's great. one of the greatest areas in American history. It was called the... I mean, it's the jazz corner of the world, but before that was 52nd Street. And that was the, that was the, the jazz capital of the world, not the jazz corner. And, and that's everything the new started. Book. That's the new book you're That's the new book right? I'm working. I'm kind of doing it okay. arse backwards, as they say, right? So I just didn't figure on doing another book, but he said, what do you want to do next? I went, what? That's oh, great. <laughs> and, and I've been thinking about it, and I thought, well, because it's like the, the it's all started in Harlem, and Harlem moved down to uptown New York and down mm-hmm. to 52nd Street, where they had uh, the most famous called Swing Street or the street. You could actually walking in and coming out of town from Philly or anywhere and just say to the cab driver, take me to the street. And they took you right to 52nd street. And, oh, and they had like great. 12 to 20, 20 clubs for a square between fifth and sixth Avenue. They had almost 20 clubs that you could go to three deuces, uh, the Onyx, uh, you know, Jimmy Ryan's and, uh, and the club downbeat. And it was crazy. And they're all the basement clubs built on, on the bottom of uh, brownstone buildings. Because the Vanderbilt oh, wow. that whole thing back in the early 1900s, and then they mm-hmm. ended up, and the Prohibition ended up having all these speakeasies, and all the speakeasies ended up being on 52nd Street, and there was like between 32 and 50,000 uh, in New York City speakeasies where people were selling booze illegally, right? So, mm-hmm. and after 52nd Street died, all the all the musicians ended up coming to Birdland, and 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 with that one thing about Birdland that was really neat was that. It wasn't uh, segregated. I mean, not that the club of the 52nd had segregated areas, but he didn't care. The owner, uh, Lou Levy, 
he did Morris well, I mean, he didn't care about the, that. And everybody could play and enjoy the music together. It didn't matter if you're black or white, which was an incredible thing in that day and age, right? So. When did yeah, Birdland? Yeah, they all coexisted uh, exactly. Birdland. Oh, I was go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. Oh, Birdland opened December fifteenth, nineteen forty nine. And when and did that it was the oh, Wow. When did it oh, last? Uh, it, 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 in sixty five. Yeah. And what what made it go out was because the <laughs> that's a good word out because that's when the music <laughs> jazz music went out with John Coltrane and Eric Dolphy and all mm-hmm. these Arnold Coleman and huh. it got so outside that people. Like you go down in a club and I'm not enjoying myself. It's not like listening to Count Basie or Duke Ellington or, or, or you know, there's no no bop music, there's no swing music. It was all this avant-garde John Coltrane, which I I like, but I I couldn't imagine bringing my date down there and listening to four hours of John Coltrane. You know, it would be right. uh, pretty pretty mm-hmm. pretty hard. You know, there's no <laughs> dancing allowed though. There was nothing at the end. They actually moved really? oh, rock wow. and roll music. Huh. Yeah, they moved the rock and roll just to try to get it in, but it was it was too expensive. Really? The the rent was too expensive. The area was developing. They're ripping down everything, right? The only thing that survived even on 52nd Street was the 2021 20, Club. You know you know that, don't you, uh, Spence? The yeah, you know, club, you know something yeah. very interesting uh, is that I've been to the Vanguard, and I think that's one of the only clubs that really is the original uh, setting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've been down there, yep. and I saw Charlie Mingus there years ago, and uh, wow. I still remember it. It's like when you've been in a club with the same as Birdland. When you sit in a club with that historical um, background, uh, it's a whole different trip. Uh, I mean, the new clubs, like the new Blue Note, is nothing like that, or all these other jazz clubs, there's nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like Oh, yeah, for history. sure. Yeah, when you sit in the years of history, it, right, uh, it's like a whole other ball game uh, yeah. uh, history. No, you're totally right. I mean, in, in the days, I mean, going in Birdland, it was dusty and dirty. You, when they turn the lights down, it always looks great, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but if, if you saw it in the daylight, you go, wow, what a hole, you know? But that's the way Birdland <laughs> sure, was. I mean, no, these clubs, I they, they, and now Birdland is still there. That's, as a matter of fact, Birdland is still there at 1678 Broadway, but it's a mm-hmm. gentleman's club, mm-hmm. strip club. Oh my God! Oh, is it? Yeah, a high, oh, wow. a high, a high, a high pollutant. High end. <laughs> oh my oh, God! Yeah. Oh my God! That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah! It's crazy! It's crazy! But it was like the mecca in New York City, you know. And, and yeah. they had mm-hmm. like uh, they entertained for 15 years. Uh, usually start at nine o'clock, uh, featuring like double and triple bills. They had four of the best acts. They have Stan Getz, they have Duke Ellington on, they have Lenny Cristano. Mm-hmm. And the catch Charlie Parker might open up the show for Jeez. two hours. Wow. And not only that, but it was actually it was uh, they had it on the radio. They had live broadcasts down the down the East Coast. Uh, it would go all the oh. way down the East Coast with uh, a Symphony Sid. You heard of him? I don't know if you. Heard yeah, of him. Symphony Sid was great. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. WJZ. As a matter of fact, I think uh, De- uh, what's the name. Uh, for Steely Dan, he has a song about uh, night, night, night. Absolutely, yeah, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, and he talks about yeah. yeah, WJC Radio, and it was WABC, and they're, they're live right down the mm-hmm. East Coast. I mean, they used to do it every night from 12 to 1 o'clock in the morning. And he always introduced me from the booth. Dizzy, Dizzy or Berg would talk and talk about what they're going to do, and then they'd walk on the stage, and they'd play, and it'd be broadcast live. It was pretty I mean, amazing. I remember that when so I was awesome. a kid. Holly, you know, I remember when I was a kid, this, I'm going back to the 50s, I remember listening to that on the radio, Leo, uh, Symphony yep. Sid. I remember that. Yep. that it was so Symphony simple then. Yeah, it's like it was. You're right. It's back to exactly being so right. simple. 
And that yeah, technology was kind of weird for them, and they weren't used to uh, it, but they did a great job. Uh-huh. I mean, well. I'm not saying that I don't enjoy today's technology, but, you know, there's just something about the simplicity and the classic of the classic feeling of classic music, jazz, um, you know, yeah. uh, even symphonic orchestra type music. I mean, now today's music is so much more um, overproduced. Sorry. That's Not true. all music. I don't want no, right. to piss a lot of my you're artists right, off that right. are listening, but I just want to say, you know, there are some people that really keep the vibe and they feel the same way I do. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's overproduced, and you know Spencer, with all the different people that we've had I on, we kind of keep it simple Please. and very yep. classic. You know what was really important that I wanted to say here was that if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards as a podcast. And also, I wanted to give out Leo's website because he's got over sixty-five websites, and you can wow. go to www the jazz it's you know jazzwebsite.org. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, but um, you're right about that. Because in the day, yeah. I mean, I'm a big, big, big Janis Joplin, uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Jim Morrison, mm-hmm. and I love all that stuff. And you figure, those those guys died at 27 years of age. Every one of mm-hmm. us. Right. And you think, what were you doing at 27 that, that could rock the world mm-hmm. for the next last 50 years? I mean, it's incredible. You know? They mm-hmm. changed right. history. Yeah. They it did. is, and you're right. It was a lot more simpler then, and the music... Now, like you said, overproduction and, and everything mm-hmm. for sure. You know, so, you know. And, not, and like I'm not what, saying that about all music. I'm saying that no. in the majority of, like, some of it. But a lot of the artists that we do have on <clears throat> keep it very simple and keep it very real. And, right. um, you know, just the fact that I've been to so many, you know, orchestra type things and ballets where there's a live orchestra pit there and stuff and mm. you hear the real deal and then you turn on your radio right. and it's just so overproduced well, and, well did and, it ever surprise you when you look at history of classical music you got Beethoven from mm-hmm. what seven, uh, 1650 exactly. to 1775 and, 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 and <laughs> then the Chopins and the Mozarts and the Beethovens and the list and then exactly. today where are the classical composers mm-hmm. there's no more and that's exactly what happened back in the jazz era mm-hmm. from 1930 to 50, this whole compilation of people, I almost think it's like in heaven and, and God's up there going, okay, who's the greatest jazz musician? Line three. You're all going in right now. Parachute. Yeah. Down and, they, and they all hit the scene all at once. Oh, you walked in the club and you saw the, the greatest great people idea. in the whole world. It'll never replicate itself ever, ever, ever again. It was uh, a one at a time thing, you know? Wow. So that's that's the great. That's the, Everybody's that's got a beauty. parachute on and they're coming down. That's it. You got, Art, mean, Art, you got Art Blakey, you got uh, Art Tatum, you got Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker, all coming in. Well, Miles Davis, that's they're all great. coming in. Where do you ever go they're to the club and see all those guys? Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. You won't see that you ever know, again. No, no, no. I know. It's, and uh, I'm wonderful. not one yeah. for saying that I don't enjoy the, the way that we are now. Um, yeah. I'm just saying that I miss. I, you know, I miss like you know the you met, mentioned the book thing. I yes. I miss holding a real book. I miss you know I know I know it's real simple and real easy. Yeah, it's much more easier to get it on your iPad or whatever you're on. But you know what, Spencer and I've had long conversations about this before. It's just 
there's something about holding a book, putting creases in it, making your own notes, pressing flowers right. or whatever the right. hell you want to do with definitely, the book. Definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then you open it up later on down the line, maybe five years or a year later, and you find something in there, a picture or something that you put in a book, and it just brings back a memory and the smell yeah, of it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go away. I, I thought vinyl was going to go away, but now it looks like vinyl is making a comeback, right? Oh, oh big time. talk big to time. Spencer well, about that. Uh, Holly, yeah, Holly and I are on the make, Making Vinyl fan club, and I'm I'm involved with judging mm-hmm. it every year. And it's sold out every year, and it's going to Germany now in May, and then Fantastic. back to USA. But it's big. You know, it's a big deal. You're right. And I, I want to bring up something that's very interesting that's actually brought up on that radio uh, thing that began the show. Where they're talking about Blue mm-hmm. Blue Note had a great album cover book that I have uh, on Blue Note yeah, uh, Records. Right, and a lot of those yes. artists mm-hmm. played there at Birdland, right? Right, Leo? Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and thank God for Michael Cascuna, who who is producing and, re- and reproducing a lot of the albums, digitally reproducing them. And he, I think he goes to Japan. He does a lot of work there. But he was one of the gentlemen that gave me four of the images for, like, a, a rock-bottom price because really? they're, they're, wow. they can be really expensive. But he gave me yep. yeah, he oh, was absolutely. a real nice, nice man. Yeah, he got back to me and he said, "Listen, I know you authors have a hard time with uh, licensing images, and here you go." And uh, he was wonderful. So, I mean, you you've know, got a lot of images want... in here. How'd you go through the yeah, legal thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, a lot of the guy. One guy uh, the, the, I was just talking to today is my Marcel Fleiss. He lives. He has an art gallery in in Paris. But uh, when he was there as a kid, he he took a lot of those pictures and he saw my website, the Birdland club dot com and, wow. and he and he, he said you have my pictures there and, and, and they <laughs> sent me he sent me his whole portfolio and then after wow. he oh, kinda went he kinda went yeah. like, Oh well maybe I should go through oh, my agent because I don't know and he <laughs> sent me the pictures and, and I luckily he put them I, I got to use them for nothing. He gave me to me gratis. Oh that's oh, so nice when someone oh, yeah. was there. Totally wonderful. There's beautiful you, souls out there. Yeah. You know what you I mean? Know, that, that, that's I, that is important. That is so important that people yeah, are. It's not open all about money, you know. I don't believe in money no. being the be all end all. I know you, you, you. I read your thing about bringing about awareness of music, spirituality, and world healing, and love for the human mm-hmm. spirit through kindness. And I think that's exactly. Oh, that's, you're reading that's my, my mission statement. Oh yeah, oh, I, I do research before I talk statement. to people. <laughs> what do you I used think to work that, for the CIA. Okay, wait. <laughs> no, oh wait, wait. Oh, that's funny. You did. did oh you yeah, I, I do my research. Yeah. Oh, yep. wait. So I have to ask you, what do you think about my mission statement? I love it. I think it's fantastic. I think that's the way, that's that's what music's all about. It's giving, giving, right. the, the, don't worry about taking. If you give, you always receive, you know. I'm not trying to be right. biblical or mm-hmm. anything, but you give, you receive, you sow, you reap. I mean, those are basic things in life that are pretty straightforward, I think, you know. But a lot of people and don't bringing get the about an awareness. Exactly, right. and if you can change somebody's life and help them, and that's the biggest thing you could ever do is thinking, how can you help somebody today? You know, absolutely. There's a lot of people out there, absolutely. as well as you know, because you do a lot of work in Africa relief and all that. You know for a fact that you know it's really good to help other people because that's what yep. we should Are be interested in. Not, you not know, filling our coffers, know. you know. It's it's like it's like. When you do something without expecting somebody and no recognition, you don't want that back. You just want to do something. Yeah. It's just such a good yeah. feeling. And I know that that's yeah. what you're doing with your book, and I know that that's what Spencer is doing with his passion for vinyl and also 
like oh, yeah. designing great, album great, covers, great, great you know. Designing. I mean, fantastic covers. Thank you. Yeah. Amazing art. Yeah, I, it's like our, mm-hmm. our show, Leo, uh, Holly, and I do it. We have a lot of diversified people in the film, music, and authors, and we try to turn on the world to things that we think are very important, right, Holly, in life? So we, we really give out on our radio show worldwide, worldwide, right? And, and, so, I, and we, yeah. it's global. Yeah, it's global, yes. yeah. Leo. Global. And, you know, I wanted, it's a movement. I wanted to it's make moving. an announcement. No, it is, and I wanted to make an announcement that um, I'm going to start doing some shows on Wednesday that Spencer will be part of as well right. on some of these shows. But um, they're gonna, I'm going to be start, starting to do some shows because I've got a lot of people that are releasing yeah. books and oh, good, you know, my good. passion for fashion and also yeah. the cutting edge of tech, technology right now. Um, you know, oh, yeah. not in the music world, but technology itself is advancing so rapidly that oh, yeah. um, I've got a lot of scientific stuff that I want to bring about well, to people that because the world is changing so much so rapidly that I yeah. want to bring this to people. We want to talk about what's happening with the with the weather. We want to talk about mm-hmm. global magnetic storms, stuff like that, scientific right, stuff. Right. This is kind of stuff that really floats my boat because I'm really interested in that besides music. But, um, you know, I have a question for you, Leo, that I know Spencer probably would end up asking, but on your new book that you're writing about 52nd Street, what are you doing to research that besides just what you did with Birdland? How are you changing that over into something new? Well, there's a lot of there's only two books written on it in the whole history of that I can okay. see, and one oh. was in the 70s and one was in the early uh, 2000s, right? And and uh, mm-hmm. and then that guy, the last one was really well written, and it had to deal with you know the racism and the segregation thing because of uh, Harlem moved down to uptown to 52nd, and how they were treated and uh, club owners didn't they more or less. You know they could sing and play, but they had on their breaks. They had to set up in the in the in the in the women's room, like Billy Hall. They had to go up and sit in the in the powder room in the women's washroom. You know wow. stuff like that, and and how things evolved and got better and better and better, and how they all got together, and that's what Birdland came into effect, where you know there was none of that involved, and the guy Morris Levy that that ran Birdland was. Kind of, he was a tough gangster, Jewish gangster kind of guy, you know, and he was he was ruthless, but yet he had a little bit of a heart, I suppose they say, you know. And then he would make sure everybody was fed before the club opened. They were like a big family. They played baseball mm. and all that kind of stuff. Wow. And he ran he ran roulette records. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. Oh yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, he was the yeah. guy that ran roulette records, and uh, wow. And he was actually, matter of fact, he was indicted. He was going to be sent to jail, I think, in the late '80s, and he was in his he was in his seventies then or something, and he died of a heart attack before he was sent to jail. Oh so, wow. So, but he was he was uh yeah, but. He ran the club and uh, he did. He did a great job. Fifteen years of trying to run a jazz club. Forget about it. today. Yep. You can't. It's hard to do. I mean, Birdland is doing pretty successful in Hell's Kitchen. I know, but it's like you said. It's not the same environment. It's not that same vibe when you walk down and and you're watching the the, the icons of jazz, the jazz greats. You know, no. it's a magical time. They're masters of their craft, and it's like having walking in a club and seeing the greatest rock stars all in one room. You're not going to see it. Exactly. It, it happened. It happened at Birdland. You know, so. You know, I want to tell you both about this one club, and I think you've heard me reference it 
to you a couple times, Spencer, but there was a club in L.A., and I'm not sure if it's still there, but it's called Atlas. What a name, right? That's a cool name, Atlas. And the room is, um, you'd love this, Leo. It's so cool. It's basically built and and styled like an upscale supper club. And what it is is, Basically, they have, like, um, the smoke going in the background. They've got – and then the women come on the stage, and they've got these long satin gowns and magnolias in their hair, and they're doing this jazz. And then then they'll have live people, you know, like, you know, know, either a bunch of people playing or a few people playing, piano, saxophone, whatever. It's just – it's just very, and all the guys are dressed in vintage tuxedos um, that are. Wow, zoot, zoot, It's zoot, so right? cool. It's like zoot, walking zoot. back in time. Yeah, yeah, the pinstripe zoot. I, well, you, when you say Magnolia, oh, I, I think of Billy, Billy Holiday, right? Billy Holiday. I love, and she's my one of my favorite oh. is Billy Holiday. Yeah. Love Billy Holiday. A, in fact, ESP Disc Records. Did a lot of stuff with Billy Holiday. Big, big, yeah, they revived the yeah, right they did packaging on Billy Holiday. A lot of the great artists. I I, I designed mm-hmm. for ESP in the beginning. Holly had the owner on Bernard yeah, who I, I hired me and yeah. and they did the first albums of so many Pharoah Sanders, Gornet Coleman, Got a Barbieri. I packaged and Bud Powell, wow. you know, a lot of Bud Powell, and just a laundry list of great great ESP stuff, Leo. Right, great. Wow. Great Great first albums. I mean, we're talking about first albums. So, like, Bob James is on there with Explosions, his first album. And, you know, he got very into structure, but that first album is totally unstructured. I mean, it's like his first album, he's out of control. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love Bob James. I I love this stuff. What a great Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we could get him some vinyl from ESP. I know they're always sending me stuff, ESP is. You can, yeah. I mean, Steve um, Holse. Holly, I gotta hook you up with Steve Holse. I am. He can send you. Steve, Steve Holse will send you stuff. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I talked to Steve. Yeah, yeah, he'll send you. Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I should call him and ask him if he has something he could send Leo. That'd be nice. Oh for him yeah, that's interesting. Have. That's a good point. Very good point. And you know, Spencer, I you was know? thinking last time we talked, we had a great conversation. It must have been about forty-five, fifty minutes. And I love your stories. Yeah. I, one thing I love doing, and I love walking, not the same because you're 76, I'm 64, you're a senior, but we're both seniors, but, but I always love listening to seniors and their stories, and that's how you learn, because a lot of people, they don't listen, they go, oh yeah, right, right, what do, what do you oh, got to know? Hey, are you kidding, I've been there and back, I could save your, I could save your <laughs> you know, but one story was we were talking, because I came from Hamilton, I was born in Hamilton, Ontario, that's where Danny Lanois come from, the producer who was, who was the, uh, you know, the guy that produced the U2s and, uh, you know, well, uh, Danny Dylan Lawa, and Robbie you know, Robertson. I, I worked on the uh, Octung Baby album with Danny Lawa and right. uh, Brian Eno. And I got a story about that that you wouldn't know about. And it was Brian Eno. I was in the studio and Brian was there, but I never got to meet him because wow. he, was, he was gone for He's the day or something. But he had this deck of cards <laughs> on, it was, you know, tarot cards, how wide they are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, and, and, tar- and it was, they were all... Tarot cards? Yeah, and the top and they had no and the, and the tops of the cards were black. It was a deck of thirty-two cards, and they're all oh. black. And I said to Danny, I go, "What are those cards with?" Those are Brian Eno. We used that doing the Octoon Baby album. And I said, "Yeah, I worked what on do you do with them? What he said, I said, "What do you do with those cards?" He said, "Brian Eno sat there." And, and, 
and he was mixing the thing, and, and he would go, let me listen to that. Okay, wait a second. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. He'd shuffle the deck, and he would open, hook up one card, and the card would say, add a guitar sale. A guitar <laughs> solo. Or, or remix the drums. Are you serious? He would do, wow. Yeah, That's he would do incredible. exactly what that card said. Those were Brian Eno's special deck of cards. Unbelievable. That That's a great card. story. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he would use whatever wow. the card said. Add a sax solo in the bridge. And that's exactly what he would do, whatever the current said. What a trippy yeah, thing. I, I saw, uh, by the way, I saw Daniel Lenoir do like some events in New York, and he was, wow. at a, you know, he's very, you know, Holly, he's like oh. very visionary. So he would do these experimental mm-hmm. music things with a visual sense, and he's he's really amazing. And Brian Eno. He's an amazing. I mean, yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's an amazing visionary, and he's like a guru. The yep. guy is just the yeah, he unreal. knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. There's no question about it. He believes in everything he does, and he's so creative. You know, so God bless him. I love the guy. Wow. Oh yeah, he's great. He's great. Leo, yeah. Leo, you've got a lot. You you've done a lot, and you're doing a lot now. Um, on the 52nd book, Street Book. When are we looking that that might be out? For yeah. well, I have to, I'm going to turn it in uh, the final uh, file. Uh, to him with all the mm-hmm. captions and everything. I got to get that done by the end of March or maybe early the, uh, April, Ooh. and then whatever whatever yeah. length of time it takes for the design crew. Because I hand them hand them the information. I try to make it like a way I want it, but they, I, I give them carte blanche. I said just go with what you want, you know. And uh, and mm-hmm. and, I, and if I like it, I do. But the, when they did the Berlin, they sent me the the file. I said, what do you think? And I said, wow, fantastic. Well, let's let's roll with it, you know. So That's yeah, so, so cool. I'm, I'm hoping it'll come by maybe. Uh, the fall or maybe early uh, 2020, I hope. How does wow. it feel for you to be able to look at your book, Birdland? I mean, the it's fact kind of your freak. book kind of freaky. did. <laughs> it's kind mm-hmm. of freaky. I, must I have, can imagine. I never thought it'd be. Well, I'll tell you a true story. I'm, I used, I believe in, yeah, maybe it's focus, focus, but I believe people have special gifts. Like some people uh, hear things and, you know, clairvoyance and mediums mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Because oh, uh, yeah. I'm always open to something. I say, I don't know. I'll witness it. I don't know. So I remember all my years, I remember I used to go to a place in New York State, and it was called Lilydale. It was like from the 1800s, and all these mediums congregate there during the, during the summer oh, months. And I cool. go there, and I, I see these these amazing seers and visionaries that had this gift really? of being able not only to listen, but able to hear and things. And so they, they told me, I, I go to one guy, and he said, hey, Leo, you're going to be writing a book. And that was like in 1980, 1979. Are you I go, no, I'm going to they write a book. I go, oh, come on. They did. That's great. Again, and then another person, you're going to write a book. I said, you're crazy. Well, I'm not an author. <laughs> you know, it's like, so, you know, it, that is so you so can't cool. never, never, never rule anything out. Never rule anything no. out. No. Uh, right. That's you know, right. You know, yeah. You never know. That is, yeah, that I, is yeah. a beautiful story, Leo. And you're going to flip out when you hear who lives near me and who I'm friends with is who? Russell Targ. Oh, Deepak Chopra. Russell Targ. <laughs> Oh really? Wow! <laughs> yeah, that's great. I he's believe everybody has a gift. He rides a everybody motorcycle. Has. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, you you live in San Francisco. Where is that where you live? I live in oh, Sonoma. Sonoma, and Russell oh, Sonoma, doesn't live yeah. very far from me, and he is um, definitely very special and gifted. He actually yeah. did a whole bunch of work with the government on remote viewing. Um, yep. and, inve- and and started that whole thing. The wow, government was looking at remote viewing, and then Harp came into play. We won't we won't go there. But you know what? If you tune in next, are you month, talking about Harp? H A R P? 
Russell, Russell Targ, T-A-R-G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to see it. But listen to this. Next month I'm having an author on with a book about some pretty and really amazing, intense things about a special group, a special force, special forces group that is helping us. Um, And uh, he's going to be talking a lot about that, and it's going to be interesting. So that's what I mean by starting my Wednesday shows back up, and I'm going to be going into other areas that are going to kind of be very interesting. It's going to bring it's going to bring the whole all of the shows more well rounded, and we're going to be not only into pop culture, we're going to be into other things as well that are going to actually help. I believe educate the populate, you know, the people out there on what's going on. But you know, the thing I find today, Holly, is you know what is I I went on a bus. I haven't been on a bus a long time because, of course, we all drive cars, right? Kids don't. Mm -hmm. But I went on a bus because my wife needs to take the bus. She works at the airport there, and uh, and so I went went on a bus, and I couldn't believe it. I, I just couldn't believe it. I sat there and I watched all these kids hunched over with cell phones in their squash in their face. Yeah. You know? And I went, are you serious? Yeah. I remember when I was on a bus, I would stare out into the oblivion and just and listen to my voice inside and, and think of what and, and start to daydream of what I, what you know, just let, let, let my mind flow freely. Kids don't do that. They're, they're, they're all into these mm-hmm. phones and the computers. And the, it's kind of, you got to listen to yourself and, and don't shut it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, yeah, so, I got to, Holly, know, we, I got I to bring up oh, something that's very important. Now, no, Holly no. will not talk about this. Holly will not talk about this, but Leo, oh, no. I've got to tell you, Holly oh. is Miss Food Extraordinaire. <laughs> Miss Food yeah. Extraordinaire. And i got to oh. tell you, she's amazing. I mean, and I told her I'm going to do, gonna do my cookbook, I promise. <laughs> I am. She's amazing. Excellent. Leo, she's amazing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay, telling is, you, is it vegan or vegetarian, or is it uh, meat and vegetables? Both. All, all, all the above, everything, the good, cool. the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Good, good. I'm serious. I so mean, you're a good I'm cook, serious. I imagine, too, uh, right? Amazing. She's amazing. I'm, no, amazing. And 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 uh, Spencer will call me up, and he'll tell me <laughs> what he's doing or what he's ordered, and I'll go, oh, you know what? Take that and do this and do that. <laughs> Oh, you're that sounds really good. I was good. going to say that, yeah. Holly. You beat me to Add it, but I'll, I'll have an egg salad or... sandwich, and Holly will say, well, why don't you put on this, and why don't you put on that? And all of a sudden, it this other. Um, yeah, amazing, then... amazing. Holly is, I'm going to tell you, Leo extraordinaire, A-plus, A-plus, food connoisseur and cook. I'm telling you. Fantastic. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. You know what I've been doing, though, lately? I've been juicing. What? And it's a whole new world. Juicing. Oh, I've been juicing. juicing. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's a whole new world <laughs> to me. Um, it's opened up everything because. So you you, you watch me, everything that's on there and go for it, right? And and, and all the newest I, uh, I, tech, everything, information. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, there's one. There, I have one favorite, which is like four oranges, four carrots, ginger, oh, wow. a whole lemon, oh. and um. And then sometimes I'll add, or I'll do celery and a pear, and um, uh, mm. you know, uh, lemon and ginger is always in there. But yeah. Um, yeah, this this whole thing with doing the um, just 
juicing has just made me appreciate food so much more because right. well, now you probably notice your like body buzzes cleaner. now, right? You, mm-hmm. you must feel a mm-hmm. vibration level now. Kind of opens oh, up your chakras totally. and everything. Yeah. It is. It's all vibrational energy that I'm feeling from everything. Wow. And, uh, wow. you know, you get so much more energy. You're eating cleaner. You know, and it's, it's for me. It's what I want to do. But, you know, it's not for everyone. You know, I, I still want hamburgers well, and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you, you know what? You but, treat your uh, body right. It's going to treat you right because your body fights every day to keep absolutely. you alive, right? You see some people, I mean, they drink absolutely. a fifth of scotch. They pour two packs of cigarettes and their body's still fighting to keep them alive, you know? So, oh, I uh, know. You know, know uh, yeah. so it, it does everything for you. As long as you give it the right tools, it'll, it'll treat you right. Mm-hmm. I can't so. believe Spencer, you had to talk about food. You're so bad. I had to. Forget about it. <laughs> I'm, getting <laughs> <hungry>. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry. I mean, you're extraordinary. What am I going to do? You're extraordinary yeah. in food. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> this is funny. I'll be looking for your this book, Holly. That's for sure. Yeah, we're looking well, for your book, you, Holly. She better put this book out. Well, I'm gonna... you know, I am. I'm going to. And Spencer Good. is encouraging me, and I said this year is the year I'm going to do it. And we're only in oh, February, so I still great. have time to do it. I still yeah, have time to good. do it. That's... I do. Yeah. Yeah. So getting back to Birdland. What is Birdland? Birdland. Leo, what yeah, do we have on the menu at Birdland? <laughs> oh, I have it in the book. Yeah, they have lots of good stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, well, it's amazing to, to get back to the yeah, – I got the menu right in front of me here. But, no, I um, I ended up buying another story. <laughs> Quick, In the book, I have a menu there, and I, and I show my menu that I bought from this old guy. <laughs> no, it's a true story. And I bought this Birdland right. menu, and it's, and it's signed in one night. He's got Art Blakey, you got George wow. Gillespie, oh, wow. George Fearing, Oscar go. Peterson. They're all there in one night in that one club. So I, I bought this menu off a guy in Florida, and he was passing. He wow. was in a retirement home, and he had to sell all his stuff from mm-hmm. his place. And I got it back home, and it was on his wall for so long, since 1952, that it, the backside had, had, had adhered to the to the uh, the back of the, of to the, the, wall. Of the framing. Yeah, yeah, so mm-hmm. I had to, like, Slowly get it off. I Peel hope Charlie Parker's signature, Demon. and it wasn't there. So, uh, Holly, you know what's interesting? How? Uh, let me ask you a question. How much did it cost to get a meal at Birdland? Was it very cheap? You know, in the old days, it was like almost. Oh nothing. my God! Yeah, it was like a dollar, dollar, dollar eighty-five. See, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was like nothing to eat in those days. That was that's a lot of money. Crazy. Remember, remember when I was Isn't a that kid? Crazy, yeah, Holly. You, well, remember yeah. when you were a kid, you, know, you go and eat for twenty five, fifty cents. My mother give me a quarter or fifty right. cents, you know. <laughs> you know. But now today it doesn't mean five dollars doesn't mean ten dollars doesn't mean anything. But back in those days, are you kidding? Money. A drink, a drink uh, was only eighty You're forgetting I live in first. Sonoma. You're forgetting I oh, live in Sonoma expensive. where a ton of chefs are. Oh. No, no, no. It's all farm to table food here. Well, it's not oh. all, but I mean the majority of it, and it's really good food. And um, and what's really interesting about it, a lot of it ha- is is created with conscious consciousness. You know, people are mm. really careful, of, and a lot of it is sustainable <laughs> farm type food. Mm-hmm. You know, they organic, pick it organic, as, as we need it. Yeah, and that's. And, you know, and, and then there are a lot of people that are talking about organic, you know, and we're talking now about the fact that when people do use pesticides in other areas, because basically I'm really on, on vineyards, 
out here. Mm. It spreads over into other areas that are growing organic. So we're having a little issue right now with some of the people that are growing organic things, um, like, you know, lettuces or vegetables, whatever it may be. And the fact that we've got clouds over that float over from where the vineyards are. So now what's really cool is the county is really cracking down on when they can spray and when they can't spray. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there that spray whenever they feel like it. And they spray sulfur and they spray carcinogenics and they don't care. And um, that calling now the county and they're going out and doing investigations. But I don't even want to go get into that because it's like a big thing here. But, you know, the wine industry. Or getting the cross-contamination of of, of, uh, uh, genetically modified. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It goes into the organic organic fields and then you get a knock on your door saying uh, you owe us $1,000 for a genetically modified organization. Yeah. No, no. Like I said. The clouds yeah, we're up on traveling. that. We're up on that. Us musician types and you guys, you know. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. well, no, it's very important to know because now they're making it so they can't spray when it's windy or they have right. to spray at a certain time of the day right. because yeah. the spray can travel over in the air because we have oh, wind sure. that starts, you know. So these organic yeah. farms are really kind of freaking out. But we have farmers markets here, a lot of them, and I know that you do in mm-hmm. New York, and I know now, yeah. um, Leah, where where you're in Toronto, right? I'm in Toronto. Yeah, I'm in Toronto. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love Canada. I spent a lot of time in British Columbia. I fell in oh, love with British there. Columbia. I spent yeah. a lot of time in the Gabriella Islands. Really love yeah. that area. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. by Bouchard Gardens over there. It's so pretty. The energy oh, there, yeah. it's just so different than yeah, other it's a, areas. It's a real neat area. The Vancouver area, mm-hmm. Vancouver Island, like you said, all those off islands, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like Salt, Salt Water, I think it's called, yeah. Salt Spring Super Island. Super spiritual oh. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yeah. Spir- Oh, yeah, big down to basics, and that's it, you know. Yeah. You know? I felt yeah, it. Hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I'm I mean, sorry, it's like that I'm sorry the conversation kind of went towards like no, well, that's what musicians stuff, and artists are all about. Yeah. We're all sensitive to everything in the world, yeah. or we wouldn't be what we mm-hmm. are. I mean, you know, right? I just right. don't like music and 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 that. I just I like I like watching everything that's going on in the world, even though I don't everything. want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, hey, is yeah. it cold there uh, right now? Do you have snow? Oh yeah, we got Toronto? snow. We have freezing rain, and uh, well, we oh, went right. on a two-week cruise, my wife and I, to uh, the Caribbean a couple weeks. So I got home and I. I treated myself. I always had I always had horrible cars because I could never afford one. Mm-hmm. But I, I managed to get an SS S550 Mercedes for a real cheap price. Nice. And I couldn't believe it. And now I feel like the king of the walk, you know. And uh, I came <laughs> home. I bought brand new batteries yeah. before I left, and the car was dead when I got home. Dead as a doornail. Oh so, wow! You know, and then those cars you have yeah. two batteries, one in the front and one in the trunk, so you had to boost them both at mm-hmm. the same time. <laughs> so so oh, I'm a happy camper. Wow. So. I got a great wife, well, uh, Shirley, and uh, and five grandkids, and, uh, and you know if I if I never play another great. note, I'm still a happy camper. But I, you know, uh, still be performing. Are you um, yeah. turning your you got grandkids, children, or your grandchildren onto music? Are you turning them onto uh, music? They're starting yeah, the piano lessons. But you got they got a baby grand in the house. They bought a my daughter bought like an nice. 1853 a White House nice. looking mansion with the big pillars in the front. And uh, and they mm-hmm. build the whole house and it's beautiful and it's just I love it, my grandkids. You guys got grandkids? Spencer. 
What? I do. I do. I have a grandchild. Have what? You got I, have now, a brand new, I have a brand new grandchild, believe it or not. How many is that? Oh. that the first one? Just one. That's it. Oh, but that's, that's all you need. The one. I have, the you know what? I have, my partner's children are like my children. I've been with them since they were born, so they're like my. There you go. Adopted beautiful kids. They're both in film. It's, Ario it's like just was in a, a reasonable maniac on on TV, and Justin's a film editor and uh, wonderful kids. My partner Judith. That's the same with my wife. She's my second wife. She's never had any children, and she's mm-hmm. the grandmother for all five grandkids. Wow. She's never had. Yeah, oh, wow. Spencer. And, yeah. and they love her just as if she was the real McCoy. Oh yeah, I'm like your uncle Spencer, you know. Oh okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a you good know, name, um, Uncle Spencer. What, Uncle Spencer, I know. You know, um, <laughs> Spencer, you you had a few things you wanted to talk about before yeah, we oh, ended thanks, the show Holly. Yeah, real quick. Is, yeah, we're really quick. <laughs> Three we're, events. We're running Let's out start. of time. Yeah, um, one is I went to a, a short film festival called One Screen Short Film Festival in New York. Mm-hmm. That had about 30 short films. One of the people, uh, filmmakers, eight uh, 18 Uppercut is going to be in our show May 24th with an amazing okay. film. And, and Jonathan uh, Jurgis, Ger- Ger- who's the head of the festival, will talk about the film festival. It's really exceptional. It's been around for seven years. They give out awards. The second thing was our friend Christina's book signing at Morrison Hotel with mm-hmm. Willie Nile playing. Thank you, Christina, and it was a for full my house. Johnny book. That was incredible. Great book that we both have. Mm-hmm. And the third thing, last night I went to an exceptional Jonas Mikas event at City Winery, with, uh, and I met Jonas at the Velvet uh, Underground show that we were in. Uh, he passed away, mm-hmm. and Richard Richard Barone had a, uh, put together a great event. Nice. I met Jim Jarmusch and Patty Smith last night, and Jim's going to be in touch with me. Uh, so maybe we can get him on our show. Uh, he said he'd get in touch with me in May. And yeah, I that'd be cool. In- yeah, I gave him our independent movie poster book. He loved it with his, of course, he's profiled in it. But it was uh, those three events were really cool, and I thought I'd bring it up on the show. And um, so, um, Christina's book is very interesting. The Hands book, it's uh, right, the rock mm-hmm. photographers. And then in the back, yep. she's got her photographs. Uh, it was a packed house. It was amazing. And Willie, I'll tell you, Holly and I have Willie uh, a lot on our show, uh, Leo and. One yeah. of the great musicians, one of the great musicians and writers, right, Holly? I'm a great friend of ours. Mm-hmm. You'd like yeah. him, Leo. He's very, he yeah. comes from a very spiritual place, and yet he's very Beautiful. raw, but he's also writes, um, each album is it goes towards a different, I think it's a whole different story. It's like he's trying to tell mm-hmm. a different story with each one. Like American yeah. Ride was totally like a whole different thing than the second one, where it was, if I was a river, you know. I mean, they're just right. all different, each each yeah. one. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. But I wanted to say that um, I'm really excited that we were able to have Leo on today because um, I am very impressed with the whole book on Birdland, and then I'm really excited to see what you're going to come out with on the 52nd Street book. Exactly. And. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like a time period that I can really relate to. Um, yeah. You know, for some reason, I feel like I should have been in that time period. It was really interesting. I mean, I've had a time machine. Um, I, would, I would head right to 52nd Street, 1933, mm-hmm. 
But wow. it, it, America, America is the, is is the birthplace for the greatest musicians and the greatest, and, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of other countries they've emulated it because they loved it so much. But you you guys oh, are real absolutely. McCoy, real real McCoy. Wonderful <laughs> yeah. Musicians. Yeah. No, I I I truly believe that, and what really impresses me about that time is. The women were women, and the men were gentlemen, most of them. And, you know, at that time, the world was kind of chaotic. There were wars going on. But yet they still knew how to love. They still knew how to have families, and they still knew how to um, enjoy life to the fullest, which was something that With a high respect respect factor for for, for a woman. Mm -hmm. You know, they they oh, all yeah. dressed in the nines all the time. You never left the house with a suit That's and tie and a hat yeah. and a jacket. Today, if, totally. if you walk down, if I if I was to go back in time, like uh, you know, uh, and I wore a t-shirt and jeans, man, I didn't think I was uh, a baker. Oh no, I hear you. <laughs> but you know what? You know what's interesting We're gonna do when you back go back to the future. We're gonna yeah, do I back, did. To back to the future. Yeah. I was that, yeah. Uh, you know what's interesting? <laughs> like you talk about the culture of suits and ties. I mean, when you watch mm-hmm. the old world, like World Series movies in the fifties. Everybody yeah. went. Everybody went to the ballpark the with a jacket and tie. Yeah. They went with That's a jacket it. and tie. Mm-hmm. There was no jeans, right? No, no. Mm-hmm. They, you never left the house without your hat and your tie <laughs> and your and your jacket and dressed in a suit. There was no such thing as walking down the street without it. Unless you were watching a western, then you got yeah, exactly. you got some <laughs> Or you lived. In, or you lived in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the big steps but, along, um, you know. So. Totally get that, you know, like the movie Giant. Wow, that was just oh such wow, a that's a great film, incredible Holly. movie, yeah, incredible, film. yeah, incredible, that, yeah, well, and, and Whoa, Gone yeah. with the Wind. Wow, you know those They're are movies that change then. history. Oh wait, so this Sunday's the Oscars, guys. So um, yeah. oh yeah, this right. Sunday's the Oscars. Um, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. Holly, um, I think Roma is going to get a big thing on this one. Roma. Mm, yeah, I, I heard about too. that. Yeah, Roma. yeah, yeah. And definitely the best Roma. soundtracks for movies. You know what? Honestly, I heard the soundtrack for. Um, you know, I saw Black the Black Panther. I really liked it because yeah. there was a lot of traditional music from like Africa in that whole area. Right. Um, did right. you Did you see Black Panther? Did you see yeah, it? No, I want to see it. I'm going to I'm actually going to watch great. it tonight. It's on Netflix. You're right, Holly. It's a great film. It's unbelievable. They mm-hmm. kept the culture, you know. So that's up for yeah. the best soundtrack. Although there are so many other great movies that are up for awards too, like, you know, Star is Born and also who cannot talk about Bohemian Rhapsody? Come on. Oh, yeah. What yeah. a great Great, yeah. great movie. I can't say. I, I mean, really, I love that movie. And then and that actor's going to go up, right, Holly? That actor, music... the lead actor's going to go oh, up, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And *The Stars Born*, a lot of original music that was written for the for the yeah. show, for the music itself, for the movie, and you know the actual people that did the movie and everything. It's just. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of pending factors here, you know, with this. Oh, but yeah. We'll see what how it plays out on uh, Sunday yep. night. Yep. The so, are one. you going to any good parties Sunday night? Anybody there? Leo? Um, uh, no, not me. No, no. No, I'm cooling no? out on the TV, Holly. I'm going to cool out on the TV. Yeah. You know what? Are oh, you happy so on I. the TV, Spencer? 
Yeah, I'm going to cool out on the TV, watch it on TV, and just you know, watch it. Spencer likes to watch baseball. I'll call him, and he says, I'm watching I, I love baseball, yeah. too. <laughs> You're right. I love baseball. I, love, I, mean, I, I love baseball. I, I always baseball watch the last or, games. Or he'll... Or he'll watch an old movie and he'll call me right away and say, "Oh, you oh have yeah, to see this, this movie." Yeah, I like to tell Holly about You have to see this movie. Well, in movies, I'm I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I'm in a union here. I've been in a lot of movies. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, as a wow. musician in New York, because we were really? in the movie Red, Red with Bruce Willis. You know the one uh, Red. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the yeah. first one. We're, we're the orchestra really? when they're in the ballroom, and I'm in the back with the white tuxedo. Really? And we're playing, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. i got to bring up, Holly, i got to bring up something. There's an amazing series on Netflix called Blacklist with um, a James Spader. They took Spader. it off the air. It's it here. Off. It's here in New York. I heard I heard they're canceling it for some reason. Well, they have five episodes. Blacklist and The Punisher. I don't know. Yeah, well, no, 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 I no the Blacklist, you. let me tell you, the Blacklist is five uh, five seasons, and I'm going to tell you, it's mm-hmm. incredible. It is incredible okay. writing, and James Spader should win an Academy Award. I'm telling you, his acting. And it's in on Netflix. Oh, yeah, you got to watch it, Holly. You got to watch Blacklist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. If you watch the what first shit with uh, that one, the first the space thing. Yeah. You've seen that series? This what? the first. What's it? It's called. It's called first. the first. No. Oh yeah, no! I haven't no. seen that. Really? Oh, it's it's it's, it's fantastic. I've seen Stranger it's, Things, and I've seen I, I'm I'm funny. I watch things like Stranger Things and Manifest, where people go yeah. off to Jamaica okay. in an airplane, and it goes through a time warp, and it disappears for five years, and they come back, wow. and they have to readjust. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like you know? those space ones too. Yeah. <laughs> it's Crazy. Like, my my favorite all time movie is The Dead Zone. I I can't tell you why. I, I oh, me too. Me too. Me walking. too. I love that one. That gives yeah. me that gives me goosebumps. I'll, every I'll time tell I you. Watch you know it. what? Yeah. I, was, I was talking to Jim Jarmusch last night. We had a great hookup. But mm-hmm. I, you know, his movie Dead Man with Johnny Depp and a uh-huh. music by Neil Young is an incredible black and white film. You got to really? see Dead Man. Oh, Ew. amazing! Johnny Depp okay. with the music of Neil Young on acoustic guitar. This film is unreal that Jim Jarmusch directed in the early days. Amazing film. That'd amazing be kind film. of cool to do. Yeah. Well, you know what I wanted to say was, um, is there anything more that um, you, Sir Leo Sullivan, would like to tell mm-hmm. our listeners? <laughs> no, I just uh, buy the book. <laughs> no, yeah. no buy I, the I, book I, well, just, and... just buy the book, and I'm, I'm very happy and very thankful that uh, you allowed me to uh, to get on your show, and uh, I really enjoyed here? myself a hundred. A hundred percent. I mean, we're mm. we talk about everything under so we probably could talk for another two hours. I know that for sure. So. We're happy that you're here a lot, Leo. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. Um, I'm going to be Thank sending you. you an email too because you mentioned a couple things that I would like to talk to you about sure. about your younger days when you went to oh, yeah. the, the house with the clairvoyance. Um, that's oh, very yeah. interesting no, to uh, me. I got many of my I friends in more. high school friends. I oh no! It, it, uh, I can tell you stories. I'll tell you that, Holly. Uh, yeah. You know what? It's just I a gift that a lot of people could. have. You have a gift of design, uh, Spence. You have a, a gift, Holly, of of uh, interviewing and and giving your heart, wearing your heart on your sleeve. You know, and then these people have a gift that that because the more you listen to your inner self, the more you learn about yourself, and the more. I mean, how many times do you answer the phone you knew was on the other line, right? Mm-hmm. I uh, right? pretty much every day. That's right. See, and that's, <laughs> my mother, my mother had that gift too, you know. And 
it's something that's shared down through the thing, but it only it happens especially mm-hmm. when, when you listen to your inner voice because we all have that voice, you know. Yeah. Which is yourself. Remember when you're in the '60s? Yeah, man, I gotta find myself, man. I don't know, you know. Give me that joint, you know. And then but you when know you, what? When, <laughs> yeah. Leo, what? and you know what? A lot of times those things come about for people when they've gone through a transition in their life. Um, yeah, because I believe in reincarnation. I believe that we've all gone through yeah. many, 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 many different things. How could you have that guy in New York City? Things. How could you have that kid in New York City, Alexander, was his first name? He's a jazz piano player at 11 years old. He's never mm-hmm. been to a teacher ever. He lived in Indonesia. Isn't that crazy? How the heck does that happen? And do you know wow. the guy I'm talking about, Spencer? That guy, uh, 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 no, I don't. Punk? I know who you're talking oh, about. I know who yeah. you're talking oh, about. You know who I'm talking about, the little Indonesian kid. 11 years old, he comes to New York City, and he took the city by storm. He's 11 wow. years old. He, he, you know, wow. He can speak English. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like a gift that uh, somebody That's got. That's a great story, know. yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. You look him up, Alexander, jazz piano, and you'll see okay. this kid. He's playing with the greatest jazz musicians in New York City right now. And he's probably 13 That's now. very it's cool. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally well, what cool. I, well, you know what we're going to do is um, I want to say if you missed the beginning of this show and you want to listen to it again, you can listen to it on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And both Spencer Drayton and I want to thank um, you, Leo, for being here today. And um, we're ending with a song today uh, with Charlie Parker. Um, All right. So you want to tell me a little bit about that um, clip that we're going to be yes, playing? Yes, it was 1952, and I think by then, I don't believe it, it was uh, uh, Symphony Sid Torn introducing him, but I believe it was after he left, there was a guy called Bob uh, Bob, uh, Bob Garrity, and I think Bob Garrity okay. introduces him. And, and then they used to walk up to the stage with the mic, and they would introduce him, and he would say, okay, and, that, and Charlie Parker ended up playing the song he recommended. So. Oh, wow. cool. Well, we're going to yeah. do that, and I want to say to everyone, it's Friday. Please don't drink and drive. And um, to enjoy the weekend, yeah, we're coming We're coming up to the end of the month um, pretty soon. It, this is a short month, right? This is leap year. Isn't this leap year this year? I think. I think it is. Uh, 29, 29 is days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so Spencer, did you have anything more you wanted to say before we go into the Charlie no, Parker just, clip? Uh, we had a, just a great show tonight on uh, jazz history and uh, meant a lot to uh, both Yeah, of us, so and thanks. make sure to check out jazzwebsites.org. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. need to interrupt you. No, no, no. Make sure no, to no. check out jazzwebsites.org as Leo has been involved in developing over 65 websites, and I'm sure, and counting. And... Uh, we're going to be looking for your book, Leo, really soon. And uh, when you come out with that book, we'd love to have you back on. Oh, thank okay. you. Thank you, Holly. And yep. thank you, Spencer. All right. Definitely. And by the way, there's only 28 days. I'm looking at the calendar right now. 28? <laughs> that's right. Okay. 28 yeah, yeah, I know. Thank days. you. Yeah. 28 days. Wow. It goes okay. pretty fast when you get older. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I want to thank you for you. I want to thank you, too, personally. I mean, it's been wonderful time. We, like I said, I could talk another five hours with you folks because we're all in the same I know. That's what, we, that's what we do. Yeah. I get people that tell yeah. me, Holly, you know what? I don't know. You just you got more out of me than uh, my own grandmother knows about me. I've told that just recently to one of my pending guests, and he, he got it. He understood what I meant. Yeah. We're going to do an inter- 
So this is fun. So if it you, is totally um, fun. Again, and, and if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Leo, what's the best way? Yeah. Uh, just go to one of my websites. Any website I have up, uh, just just uh, email the uh, email yet. But uh, you can do it w www.jazzwebsites.org, and there's a contact, and they can contact me through that. Okay. And then if anyone wants to reach Spencer, um, he's on Facebook, and um, I'm on Facebook too with my company, um, and that's it. So with that, we're going to end our show, and we're going to go to Charlie Parker, and we're going to wish everyone a wonderful weekend. Okay, thank guys. You, you guys have too. Have a great thank weekend. Thank you, Hal. Yeah. Yeah. Leo. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Spencer. Thank you very much, Charlie Parker. I don't Love want to keep anybody waiting, in particular myself, because I'd like to hear right now from the guy for whom Birdland was named. On alto, the bird, Charlie Parker. Oh, the solitude, Gordon. <laughs>